BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to a new episode of The Bad Broadcast. I am so excited because this week we're talking to my mom and she is my favorite person on the planet. So I put a little question box up on my Instagram and you guys just kind of, you know, gave us things to talk about, problems that you guys have encountered with your mom or with your daughters or you know, things that you love about your mother-daughter relationship, questions for me and my mom specifically. You guys gave me a whole bunch of stuff. And I just wanted to do a little intro before. My mom and I actually already recorded. So I'm just doing a little a little intro before because just a couple things that I wanted to tell you guys. So I know that this episode, it, it could be hard for those of you who have either lost moms or have strained relationships with your moms. And honestly, I just, I just want to say my mom and I are just, we're just talking about stuff that has worked for us. This isn't, you know, we're not trained in anything. We're just a mom and a daughter who like to talk about stuff. So I know that everybody's relationship with their mom is different, but this is kind of just from our perspective, the ways that we have overcome certain things. And I hope that it's helpful. I hope that you guys like it. And if not, that's, that's fine. But I just, I don't know. I just didn't want you guys to, you know, hear what we say and then apply it to your life and be like, well, that doesn't work with my mom. Like, I know, I know everything's different for everybody's mom, but this is just kind of from our perspective. So there's that. And, um, also, oh, of course I want to do the things that we do every week. Number one, which is a dumb, dumb club check-in, uh, dumb stuff that you guys did this week. If you're new here, this is what I like to do. I like to talk about all of the dumb stuff that we either didn't know or didn't learn until our adult years. So (laughs) I wanted to tell you guys this one (laughs) from, um, one of my brothers. He was, uh, he started a new job. This was a few years ago. And he met a guy and his name was Mog, M-O-G-G. So he called him Mog for weeks. Then he found out that Mog actually just had a British accent and his name was Mark, but he was saying his name Mog. So he was saying like Mock. <laughs> so he called him Mog for a long time before he learned. Uh, somebody learned this week that Malibu is not in Florida. What is it about the word Malibu that does feel like it's in Florida? I don't know. I, th- I feel like I thought that too. And then of course, uh, the last one, which I also learned far too late in life, that the song I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus is not about the mom cheating on the dad with Santa. It's that the dad is dressed up as Santa, which... I don't know. I feel like I thought that for a really long time. 
Anyways, so there's some dumb stuff that we did this week. Um, and I also want to shout out a couple small businesses of my followers. So first we have Madison Lauren Scrunchies on Instagram. She's Madison Lauren Designs. And she does these amazing like handmade, they're really cute scrunchies. Uh, go check them out. Again, Madison Lauren Designs. And you will get 20% off of your order if you do the code Bad Broadcast. I'll put this all in the show notes so you guys don't have to remember. And then the next one is really exciting. Elisa Mason. She has her own photography business. Go look her up on Instagram. Let me double check what her Instagram name is because I think I just want to make sure I tell you guys right. Okay. So yeah. So it's Elisa Mason Photography. So let me spell it for you. So it's A-L-I-S-A. Mason, M-A-S-O-N, photography, all one word. So look her up on Instagram. She will give you 20% off of any shoot if you mention my ad. So those are my two shout outs. Uh, did I have anything else to tell you guys? No, but I hope you enjoyed this episode with your, my, I almost said your mom. She can be your mom too, if you need one. Um, yeah, just, I hope you enjoy it. I hope you guys all have a good week, a safe week. Thank you for being here and I will talk to you guys soon. If you haven't rated or reviewed yet on iTunes, I would greatly appreciate that. And please enjoy my interview with my mom, Nancy. Hi, mom. Hi, Maddie. We are on round two. We got our groove back. Yep. It's hard because we've never done something like this together. So we never. are. So it's a, we're a little scatterbrained because we're chatty. Yeah, we we are, and and it's it's a new experience for me. So yeah. well, and I've sure. said this before, but you put a microphone in front of your face, it gets weird. Yeah. Th- things get yeah. weird. It's weird to get used to. But we just recorded a few minutes, and we looked at each other, and we were like, should we just start over? <laughs> So we're just going to start over. So let me do a little intro. So I'm talking to my mom today. Obviously, I posted on my few or on my Instagram a few days ago questions that you guys have about your relationship with your mom or your relationship with your daughter or questions that you have from my mom and I. Um, you guys probably know this by now, but I'm the youngest of eight kids and I've got seven older brothers. So I grew up the only girl and my mom and I have just we've had a really interesting, amazing, up and down emotional relationship. <laughs> That has that has landed at this really amazing point. And I just think that we've had all of these years of analyzing what it means to be in a mother-daughter relationship. And we're, I feel like we've, what am I trying to say? We talk about this all the time. And I think that the mother-daughter relationship is one of, if not the most emotionally charged relationships that we have in our life. And I wanted to have my mom on and just kind of talk about it. Did did any of that make sense? (laughs) Absolutely. No, it all made sense because it truly is, I think the most, um, can be one of the most amazing, but also one of the most complicated relationships we have. Um, I think as women, we, we need each other and, um, you know, sisters fulfill a unique role in each other's lives. Mother, daughter relationships are unique. And, and also I think it is important to remember that, that your mother, your relationship with your mother isn't always with the person you were that that birthed you. Yeah. It, there there are mother daughter relationships that that in are, all aspects in of life. all aspects of yeah. life exactly, and you know I I think that the key for Maddie and I one of the things that has really helped us is when when Maddie just said we talk about this all the time 
the more we have learned to talk about our relationship, the better it has gotten. Totally. And totally. When I think, we were I think not- as we get into these questions, I think 90% of the time, the solution is you got to have the conversation. <laughs> you, you, you really do. You know? And it's so hard because I, I think from a mother's perspective, too, it is really hard because your daughter has not seen your life. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes you don't understand her. And so there's kind of this thing where you need each other, but you don't know how to always make it click. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. And, and so there's always kind of this yearning for this closeness. And, and I think also mother-daughter relationships, sometimes we just, we know we should be close. We have this kind of this idea in our mind. We should be close. We should be best friends. But we aren't. What yeah. is the problem? Totally. And, totally. And, and it just is, uh, it, it has to be talked about. Yeah. And it's hard to talk about. It's hard to talk about because we, you share so, I think, um, especially like you and I, we have so much in common. And then we're so different in so many ways. Like generationally, there's a lot of differences. Uh, social, Not socially, but you know, the world is different now for me than it was for you when you were 26. Definitely. And it's hard to put each put yourselves in each other's shoes. So I was I I just want to say this, send this episode to your mom or if you're listening, send it to your daughter because we're both going to give our perspective on things and I think it's going to be so much it's always helpful to hear it from an outside source. I think all of us can relate to this. Your mom tells you something, you don't want to do it, but if somebody else tells you something, <laughs> you're like more more inclined to listen. So we we don't have all the answers. We I mean, definitely don't have all the answers. And you said something about this earlier. Yeah, we we don't have all the answers. If anybody ever tells you they know the perfect parenting answers, don't listen to them. Because <laughs> honestly, there are a lot. Of, we Like Maddie and I, as far as mother-daughter relationships, we have a lot of opinions. We have a lot of experience. We've lived through this for for. 20 something years, but we do not have all the answers. Um, but I, I do want to say that this is an answer. This number one <laughs> is an answer is the communication. It's, yeah. it's so essential. And I think, I think it's uh, needing to be heard, you know, that, yeah. and, and sometimes we focus on needing to be heard, but we don't think enough about listening yeah. and hearing the other person. Yeah. Especially in a mother-daughter relationship. It can exactly. be really hard. And there's the thing is, is that there are a billion different types of mother-daughter relationships. Uh, For but, sure. but it is so funny. Every time I talk to any anybody my age or anybody my mom's age, we all somehow have the same things kind of woven into us, even if we live completely different lifestyles, you know, cultures, everything. The mother-daughter relationship has so many similarities no matter where you, you what life you've lived. It, it, it is so true. Yeah. It is so true. And I have a lot of friends now at my age who are experiencing a lot of the same feelings and, and, and you know, experiences that I am with our children. And all of us who have daughters have had complicated that's the best the best <laughs> word for it complicated relationships yeah um we love them more than anything in the world but it it is complicated and i i think that you know we we see ourselves in each other i see myself in maddie maddie sees herself in totally me, totally which, which also makes it more difficult sometimes to kind of navigate through what we're feeling yeah yeah and I got to say, this was like hands down my most replied to question, like not not even close. I mean, everybody, I mean, it was just like dozens and dozens of questions and comments and things coming in. And 
uh, probably the most common question. Whether It was phrased a bunch of different ways, but hands down, people are wondering how to set boundaries with their mom. And this is something that you and I have talked about with my other siblings, with me. Um, but there, yeah, like I said, it's it can come in a bunch of different packages. Sometimes it's, oh, I, I moved closer to home and my mom stops by too much. Or, um, you know, I'm 30 and I'm out of the house. I'm out of the state. My mom still wants to parent my decisions. Um, a really common one is I disagree with my mom on things you know, politically or religiously or, you know, all these things. And my mom can't understand that. She's trying to change my mind. Um, kind of, and, and you and I have, have had this conversation a lot about when to, I don't know. Do you know what I'm saying? Like how, how pick up where I'm leaving off. (laughs) I I know exactly what you're talking about because here again is, is a a situation, I think, well, a couple of things. Yeah. Uh, number one, um, as a from a mother's perspective so just just uh quick quickly you know you you give birth to this little darling child and then you are kind of the center of this child's world you give everything you can the child grows up and pretty soon uh, this child is a teenager and then they somewhere along the line between birth and when they leave home you cross through a change where you need to let go and you don't know when that is. And it's different for every child. Mm-hmm. And and the other thing is sometimes we as mothers, we are not even having our own needs fulfilled. I, I think my generation is uh, kind of notorious for we don't ex- we have not expressed our needs enough we think that sacrifice means that we are good mothers and so we become martyrs and we start sacrificing ourselves so much that we don't know how to express our needs <clears throat> passive aggressive oh yeah <laughs> yeah so i i i think the the two words honestly that can describe and kind of uh, give us a basis for a lot of mother-daughter relationships are these two words. Okay, listen, you ready? Passive, aggressive. <laughs> and It's so true. And it's be- so true. Between the two of us, I do have to say our gen- my generation has probably perfected the practice. <laughs> it, it, um... That's a really nice way to say it. You guys are really good at it. It's a really We way. are really good at it. And, and you know, but it, it is. And so pe- for, for those of you who don't really know passive aggressive, passive aggressive is when you are trying to say something, but you're trying to disguise it as something else. So you're trying to say, hey, you don't come visit me enough. But instead you describe, you, you disguise you say, it. Oh, it's nice of you to stop by. Exactly. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's. You yeah. wrap it in a different package. Yeah. Because you think somehow that is going to be more acceptable. Yeah. And so what, what the, what you sacrifice in that is the truth. Mm-hmm. You don't you don't deal in truth anymore because you get this passive aggressive thing going, and and you know it it really is a matter of just being able to stop and deal in the truth. Yeah. And I think that's what Maddie and I have done. The older we've gotten, totally, is to be able to not say, always. No, not always. Yeah, no, we still have not. our things. Yeah, of course, we still have our things, and and still have times where we're like, well, what do you mean by that? Yeah. You know, and and, and or I I I sometimes say uh, you and I have talked about this. My mom, well, not my, I mean, yeah, obviously this is my experience. You speak a language that sometimes only I pick up on. You know, sometimes you'll send something to the group that I'm like, 
I know what that means. Totally. I, I speak that language too. Yeah. The boys don't get it. The yeah. boys are like, oh no, it's totally fine. And I'm yeah. like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I get that. I get what that means. And it's absolutely not okay. <laughs> you well, know? You know, and, and that's the other but thing. But I do it too. I, I didn't mean that like just my oh, mom no. does it. I absolutely no. do it. No, well, we, we do it. We all, I think as as women, and I do have to, I'm, I'm taking uh, kind of the blame here. I'm getting you know, taking one for the team here of my generation <laughs> of women. Truly, um, we are not good at expressing our needs. Yeah. And we are not good at saying the truth, you yeah. know, and, and and I don't know why, but I don't know if it's a cultural thing. I don't know if it's the way we were raised. You know, I look back even at my own mom's life and I, I did not see her as a person mm-hmm. until we had maybe these superhuman moments where, you know, she lost both of her parents in a car accident when she was 21, pregnant mm-hmm. with her second child. I always heard that story. But you know what? When I turned 21, it really hit me. Yeah. It was like this superhuman moment that I am. My mom is a human. Yeah. And and but we don't always take time to see them like that. Yeah. So so how this plays into boundaries is that it's hard to be direct with somebody who you don't feel is being it will either accept it well or who will not be direct back to you. Like, well, just they, I'm just going to make up. a. I mean, these these were submitted. I had a few of these stories like, um, you know, my mom. My mom is over parenting me. I mean, like I am, I'm earning my own money. I'm married or I have kids. I live out of state. I, uh, you know, a myriad of different things. And my mom still wants a say in my decisions. Right. You know, uh, okay. So this is what I, I, I wanted, I wanted to make this point. I think in anything in, in our lives and, and so much in parenting and in the mother, daughter, mother, child, parent, child relationship, we need to stop and say to ourselves, what am I trying to accomplish? Mm-hmm. And so as a child, if you feel like you're being, you know, as a adult child, if you feel like you're being overparented, then what are you trying to accomplish? You're trying to accomplish for your mom to set boundaries and let you make more of your own decisions. Mm-hmm. So you've got to think that through. If you just say to her, mom... You won't let me make any of my own decisions. Mm-hmm. She's going to, number one, get defensive. Yeah. She's going to feel bad. She's going to think you don't understand her needs mm-hmm. because she misses you. She wants to talk to you. Yeah. And so what you say is, what do I want to accomplish? Number two, how? what's the best way to do it? So the best way to do it is I need to reassure her that I'm here. I love her. I'll call her. I'll talk to her. And the other thing, what mothers need to realize, and I notice this with my own kids, especially my older boys, mm-hmm. the more I push the farther away they get yeah but the more i relax and and back off they move toward me yeah does that make sense well and i think that's like that's generally human you don't want to you you're not gravitated towards uh a plate like you're not gravitated towards things that make you feel bad. Right. Oh, totally. <laughs> you know, if you have totally. any relationship in your life that is that you feel guilt or shame or any sort of negative emotion, you will always pull away from that. So it's inter but it's it's just the irony of parents who think that if they shame their kids into coming over more, their kids will want to come over more. Right, right. And, it's, and, and it doesn't it's, work that it way. It doesn't work that way. Like I if you know, I am more inclined to go somewhere that 
they're just happy I'm there. They're just happy to see me whenever and, and right. you know, whenever I'm there. No but, guilt. No guilt. Yeah. But when we walk in, you know, somewhere and somebody says, oh, wow, nice of you to finally show up. I'm like, OK, well, next time I just won't come over then. Yeah. Well, you know? <laughs> and, and that is how we all feel. Yeah. That's human nature. You know, I think, too, with parenting, like we I noticed a, a real difference between when we were parenting little kids. You you kind of know how to parent little kids. You put them on your lap and you love them and you read them a book and you, you know, you spend time with them and you swing, go out and swing, you know, then you cross into this teenager. We had to totally shift the way we parented. Yeah. And once again, we didn't know what we were doing. We kind of thought we knew, then we didn't. Then you get to where you're parenting adult children. You have to shift again. But some of us don't know, and I'm as guilty as everyone and I do I still don't know but but you have to shift into parenting adult children well and we are still trying to use our techniques that we used when our kids were little yeah like shaming them yeah like if you don't come in here and get in the bathtub you know and and so we're we 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 have a hard time shifting through those different phases of life totally and I think on the I mean you're taking like a lot of the blame like the kid like raising kids you know like we're just perfect (laughs) angels and we don't make it hard on you but I I think it's (laughs) but I think it's hard to and, I mean, and obviously we're talking about mother-daughter relationships now. This this can change between a million different things. I just feel the need to kind of put that disclaimer in here. But with That's moms, nice. um, it you have to be empathetic. You have to, I mean, even if, like me, I'm not a mom. I don't have kids yet. It's hard for me to empathize with what it's like to be a mother. But I can, I know you well enough and I know what it's like to be your child enough that I know how hard it must be for you to let go of things that you what am I you do you know what I'm trying to say exactly you, you have to we as daughters have to have that empathy for a mom that's over parenting of course you should have the conversation you should have a healthy boundary with your mom she shouldn't be you know telling you what to do when you're 35 and you, you know you're on your own she can't be in every decision of your life but it's the empathy of like okay I can't just call her and say mom leave me alone right you know it's not that easy right it's well, not that easy for moms you got to have a moment where you're like okay this is clearly something that we need to have a serious conversation work through she needs some sort of validation somewhere that she's not getting it she like having the empathy and then on the flip side that's why I'm saying send this to your mom so she can hear it too because it has to go both ways it totally does and 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 the word empathy I'm glad you brought that up because honestly I think that um for it is impossible even most of us as mothers don't understand our feelings and what we're going through when our children grow up and leave yeah it is the most singularly difficult thing to experience it it shatters your identity it it makes you wonder if you did anything right you know which which it, it, you know there's all kinds of things wrapped up in that because you've spent your whole life doing this just about yeah you know is there value in what I've done do they still love me you know they they're if they're married do they now have in-law parents do they do they still think of me as my their mom? You know, yeah. you just there's so many and some of them are unfounded and some of them you don't even need to be worrying about. But it's so hard to express that as children, I think um, definitely if you if you are doing that thing of saying, what am I trying to accomplish? You will get farther and accomplish more with empathy. Yeah. And on top of that, just I feel like when. In times in my life where I can look back, and it's, this doesn't happen now that I'm older, but where I felt like you were being 
over parenting or you were maybe being needy or you needed something. I was like, and your instinct is like, oh, like, why are you bugging me so much? Like, what, what's going on? What, you know, but if you can take a second, be like, okay, there's something she needs. Right. She either needs me to say, hey, I love you so much. I'm not going anywhere. I just am busy at school. Don't worry about me. Exactly. She She needs something that she's not getting. And it's that, it's that thing that you talked about very first, that it's really hard for, to express your needs. It it's is. It's hard to say because it's it feels weak. There's something about it that makes it seem like I'm a weak parent or I'm a bad parent if I come to you and I say, I really need some reassurance that you like me. Yeah. But there's no shame. In, it's fine. Yeah. But, but it, <laughs> you know, it sometimes, is. Sometimes you and I talk on the phone and I say, Okay, do you do you need me to validate you or do you need me to what do you need? And you you say I just I need you to tell me that I'm a good mom. I need you to tell me that you love me. Yeah. And I'm like done. Yeah. Happily. Yeah. It, but it's it's true. I think that uh, that we we don't know how to express our needs, but also um I think we're so it's easy all of us as human beings we're we're very quick to assign malicious intent to people's behavior. Mm-hmm. Um it, if your mother is overparenting you, Trust me, it comes from a place of love. It comes from a place of complete love. You are her world. And she is not trying to bother you. She's not trying to get in your way. She's trying to help. She might be trying to control a little bit, too, because that's her her MO. That's what she's done her whole life. She mm-hmm. doesn't know how to switch. And I don't either, you know. So it's just, it, it really, truly, I think if we always can just say, hey, if this person disappoints me, or this person didn't follow through, or this person is handling a problem differently than I would, they are doing their best. Yeah. And I think if we can do that in mother-daughter relationships, same with, with me, with, with Maddie, to say, she's doing her best to talk to me about this. Yeah. Or I'm doing my best. You know, yeah. it, it just changes the conversation. Totally. And with this with this boundary thing and another really common question that I got or, or comment that I got is, um, I make different decisions than my mom. This, this is very broad. This can be religiously, politically, um, career-wise, marriage-wise. There's a bunch of different things that that mother or that daughters choose differently from their moms. And I feel like a mom's, I mean, tell me if I'm wrong. A mom's initial reaction is, well, what's, what about my, were my decisions not good enough for you? Why did you choose something different? Or, or, or I disagree with that, you know, politically and religiously is a hot topic, especially right now, you know, parents believe different things than their children and the parent can't understand why. And they don't know how to love a, I shouldn't say they don't know how to love, but they, uh, they have a hard time reconciling with their child when those decisions are different. Yeah. I, I see this all the time now too. And, and we are in a really kind of a polarized time. Uh, and, and, and I see a lot of kids choosing different belief systems, uh, religiously, politically, whatever it might be. I think we have a tendency as parents sometimes to say, if you love me, you will just do this. Yeah. And we tie it to love. We tie it to uh, value. And we we have to stop doing that. Yeah. But I I just want to, you and I have had this conversation before. Um, Maybe this is generational. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, But there is a mindset that there's kind of a formulaic way to a happy life. Yes. There is um, steps that a lot of our parents took that led them to a happy life. And it's hard for parents to understand when you make different decisions that it is still just as full of happiness. Yes. Whether or not you believe the same things that your parents do, it's it, you can still find your way to a, to a life totally full of 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 
great things. Totally. And I think what happens, too, is that we, um, my generation, we learned cliche kind of things that we we actually started believing like there's only one way to be happy yeah or there's only one path to follow or you should have a career right away yeah or you 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 should or you shouldn't or you should have kids right away or you should not have a career you should buy a house right away you should buy a house yeah you should uh make sure you own your own car i mean we have all of these things that uh, we don't know those things are true. Yeah. You know, but we have grown up believing they are. Yeah. And so what happens now is, you know, this has been a difficult one, Maddie, you know, yeah. for me to work through um, because religiously, politically, whatever my kids believe, I have had to completely separate. And through a few painful experiences, really, I've had to learn to separate them from that little child that I love more than anything in the world. Yeah. And and I have learned that I, I do now I do not have a checklist of anything my kids need to do. They do not need to earn my love. My love is there. I, I have worked through that. Yeah. That has not come naturally to me and it's 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 been painful mm-hmm. to work through. It. Yeah. But I don't know. I think I do better at that now than totally. I used to. Totally. Don't you think? No, absolutely. And I feel like I don't know. And I uh oh I just lost my train of thought. Hold on, let me think of what I was gonna say. Um, so, okay, but here, here's where, here's what I want to ask you. So a child, you know, somebody messages me or they, a comment that was made to me, how do I get my mom to accept me? How do I get my mom to accept the decisions that I've made? They're different than hers. And, and they're deeply personal things that I don't, you know, either believe or practice or whatever anymore. And my mom's not okay with it. And I feel like I've lost my mom's love. How do I get through that? I, I I don't know how to express this enough that so many times as parents, we are coming from a place of fear. Yeah. We are just coming from a place of fear. We're afraid you're not going to be happy. We're afraid you're going to regret this. We're afraid you're going to make a mistake that you can't undo. We're going to, we're just afraid of so many things. Yeah. And, and this could be a whole ed- podcast on its own about how, <laughs> yeah. how to parent from not, not fear, yeah. you know, not from a place of fear. So what what I think is the most successful when you are in that situation, trying to approach your mother about a difference in the way you believe Mm -hmm. or what you think is to reassure her fears. So what is she afraid of? That you're not going to be happy, that you're not going to love her, you're going to leave the family, you know, whatever it is. So you're going to say to her, mom, I love you more than anything in the world. Mm -hmm. Thank you for teaching me the things you have. Thank you for raising me. Mm -hmm. Thank you for everything you gave for me. And continue to give. And continue to give. This is not a reflection of my love for you. Mm -hmm. I have different beliefs. Yeah. And and it doesn't mean that I don't honor your beliefs or the things that we share. And those will always be important to me. Yeah. And it's like, I, I think I said this at the beginning have the conversation exactly have the conversation i have never found an instance in my life where it was better to not have the conversation i'm that is so not my personality type to let things stew or let things sit i if if you and i have a problem we're on the phone immediately yeah i mean and we, we've grown into that yeah and it was not oh it was definitely not like that do you remember when i started my very first period and tell you for like two years <laughs> <laughs> i mean truly guys i i started my period i did not tell my mom for probably a year and a half 
half. Probably. It was, and that was not because, it was not anything she did wrong. That was because I was stupid. But no, but things like that, that I, that now I know that our relationship will recover quicker. It will become stronger. It will be better for us in the future if we can just have the conversation right, right now. And the other thing you said, Maddie, that's an essential part of having that conversation is empathy. Yeah. Have that conversation with empathy because, you know, when Maddie just said that um, about that story and we didn't talk for for however long, I also... I was like 13. I also have learned to approach Maddie with empathy. Mm-hmm. And, and and I like I said, I, I'm not... Neither of us do this all the time. Yeah. We still have our stuff. No, totally. But, but honestly, I think that um, if you do not want that other person, it's just an interpersonal skill to develop anyway mm-hmm. in any relationship. If you don't want the other person to respond to you with anger or be or defensiveness, you have to approach them with empathy. Once again, what are you trying to accomplish and how is the best way to do it? Totally. So I want to go into this other question that somebody asked. Um, I definitely have felt this. We've talked about this before. As a daughter, especially as an only daughter, I feel an intense need to um, take on a, a something that you're going through or an emotion that you're having. It's almost like this ties into empathy that takes it too much to an extreme that I like that I have to, you know, if you're going through something, I need to take that on in the most extreme way possible. Yeah. And it ends up affecting uh, me or or vice versa. And I think it's even more so as a parent, you take on what your child's feeling at, to the point of where it's not healthy anymore. Right. Where you're not there as a support. You're there. You're kind of, uh, you know, added weight onto them. And we do this to, in a lot of relationships. I think, you know, Matt and I have done it to each other. You know, everybody does it to each other. But I, I think because of that closeness and because of this weird you know, I shouldn't say weird, but just unexplainable connection that you have with your right. with your mom. Right. When you're going through something, I mean, I mean, Matt knows immediately when you're having a hard time because I'm having a hard time. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's hard to balance that and to be a support and right. like a, a something lifting you up rather than like, well, yeah, we're just we're now we're both sad. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Right. And I think I think the number one I, I want to interject in that is. You have to have uh, the wisdom or kind of, uh, you, you kind of have to know when this is to the point where it's something you can't handle, when you need to encourage therapy or encourage yeah. something, you know, that if it's bigger than just support and love, yeah. you, you need to point that person in the right direction. We've had conversations like that where you've said to me, you know, you this need is to, bigger than this me. is bigger than us. We, we you yeah. need to go see a doctor about this. You need to. I've talked about it before. My mental health stuff. I'll probably do an episode on it one day. But, um, you know, you've said this is not something that and, and I feel that way. I just want to interject this. A lot of the questions that I got um, were really heavy stuff, really heavy, like hard things that you guys have dealt with with your moms. Uh, therapy is a great option. I mean, we can For talk sure. about these these things that my mom and I have dealt with, but of course, if there's some interpersonal relationship stuff, encourage your mom to go to therapy. Encourage your mom to talk to somebody. You go to therapy. There's so many different resources. I just want to plug that really quick. That, yeah. that you, me and my mom talking right now are, you know, this isn't the the cure-all for every, <laughs> every exactly. problem. I just want to say that. But um, but yeah, it's hard to, it's hard to step away. Like for, for you, when I go through something, it would, it's hard for you to step away and say, I can't take this on. Right. And same it, it with me for you. Because once again, you feel weak. Yeah. You feel, but you have to have the humility to say, this is something I do not, I am not equipped yeah. to help you with adequately. And, and, and Maddie, same thing this way. Maddie's been able to say to me, mom, 
because uh, I'll say, I'm feeling this way about this thing. And she'll say, Mom, that is not normal yeah. for you to feel that way. You yeah. Know? And, yeah. And so, it, but it, it, it's good because, you know, as your relationship develops, I think you can become sounding boards for each other. And honestly, I think Maddie and I can both say now we are to a point. Let me just say this too. You know, we had many, many, many years of where I would say to Maddie, Maddie, you don't know how bad that makes me feel. And she would say, well, you don't know how bad you make me feel. <laughs> and so, you know, we, we did this little dance for many yeah. years and, and we have made progress. And I think that's the really encouraging thing too, is we all can make progress in these relationships that will help us in our lives because now we are at a point where we're sounding board for each other. I don't think there's anyone else in the world who will be as honest with me as Maddie. <laughs> and and w- vice versa. And vice versa. And also, but those years, honestly, probably like 11 to 20. <laughs> so just that casual decade of my life. But um, had we not developed and talked about those years and that we can laugh about it now, I think we would have never come out of it. Definitely. I think we would have stayed there and we would have just had this kind of tiptoe around each other. Definitely. But when you like hunker down, Matt always, Matt always calls it, we, you know, we front load it. We front load it. We're going to take it all on. We're going to work through this. We're going to crawl through this together. We're not going to put it on the back burner anymore. Right. Our relationship is too important. I love you too much. You love me too much. We are not going to let this stand in the way. And uh, um, I just want to go into a question that we got. How do you avoid negativity? Because there's so, it's so, there's such a fine line. <laughs> and <laughs> when, it's such fertile ground. <laughs> no, we were, we were at dinner last night and I was like, we, oh, that decade that I just said, we were either laughing our heads off with each other or we were fighting so bad. There was no, it was like, we were never, never in like neutral territory. So, yeah. but yeah. as we're older and we've maybe learned from that, how do you think we could have avoided it? How do we avoid it now? How, what do you think? Well, I, I think that, uh, give me an example. Like, uh, do you mean just uh, negative behavior, negative uh, language, negative? Yeah, I mean, I think, I don't know. And honestly, I mean, I just keep going back to this passive aggression that I think yeah. that that is like, honestly, the the starting point for so much negativity in mother-daughter uh, yeah, I relationships. I agree. Because, you know, like, well, and it's... um. It's like what you perceive, like some, like we were, okay, so the thing that we would fight all the time, we could not go clothes, clothes shopping together. We just couldn't do it. We right. couldn't go to the mall together. I was dealing with my own insecurities with my body. I was in- insecure about, you know, the size of shoe I wore, the size of pants I wore, the size, you know, all of this stuff. I was really insecure. And if my mom would say, well, why don't you try this on? Immediately, I have my own insecurity. And I'm yeah. like, that's ugly. I hate it. You're so rude. You do this. You blah, 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 blah. You think I'm fat. You think I'm ugly. Like... An explosion of it. So typically when that is ha- like, but I, I didn't know that when that was happening. Right. You know, right. I was and 15. You know, I didn't and know. And I wasn't good at, um, truly in fairness, I was not good at talking to you about those things because I, I had been in boy mode all these years. You buy him some, you know, sweatpants and a t-shirt and, and they don't you know, care. Yeah. they don't care. Yeah. But Maddie, I, so these are some of the things we've talked through now. And I've been able to say, remember that one time? And she'll say, that's because this is how I felt. Yeah. And at the time we didn't realize it, but yeah, the, the, uh, I'll go, let me go back to the passive aggressive thing that definitely. So passive aggressive is the easy way to communicate. Totally. That is the problem with it. Yeah. It's the knee jerk reaction. Mm -hmm. And, and if we are 
just lazy in our communication, we are going to be negative. Totally. And if we aren't careful, uh, the empathy plays into it. And I did want to just say one more thing about that last topic about empathy. I wanted to say that we take on each other's, um, when we are empathetic, and if you are an especially empathetic person, you do have to make sure that you um, have enough space between you, no matter what relationship it is, that you can uh, pay attention to self-care as well. Because, and this has to do with this as well, when you are, when you are being uh, passive aggressive, you're missing the truth. You are disguising it. And so nobody knows the truth. And so maybe the first step is to say, what am I doing that is passive aggressive? Mm -hmm. If you don't understand it fully, Google it, see. And (laughs) and when you say something, say to yourself, was that passive aggressive? Yeah. What did I mean by that? What did I mean? What do I wish I could say? Like, let's, yeah, like, like, dig down into that. (laughs) What did that really mean? Yeah. Because sometimes even like in my relation, in my marriage, you know, we both will say to each other, okay, now this time say what you really meant. (laughs) Like, okay, that's great. (laughs) Next step, say the real thing. (laughs) Because I heard your words, but that isn't what you meant. Yeah. And I think uh, just just going back to the question of how do you avoid negativity, I wish that, well, obviously, obviously a lot of it is just that I was immature. A lot of it was that I didn't know what I was feeling. And I was inexperienced. Well, you're my first daughter. Well, I was yeah, your but first I was mother. like, I, I, w- I didn't, when I was 15, I didn't know. Like, yeah, yeah you're my, my first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As opposed to all the other ones I've had. Um, but uh, I, I looking back, if I can put myself back there being 15, 16, 17 on the times where we were really, really happy and we were getting along really well. Um, I think neither of us wanted to. I think we were walking on eggshells that we didn't want to talk about anything hard or that right. we had thought about. Right. But I wish in those times that we were both feeling good and comfortable, we could have said, now, why did, why did that happen? Yeah. We didn't why want did to that... ruin the moments yeah, yeah. that were good. Yeah. And obviously it, it were like the thing is, and I think that most daughters can relate. You're just kind of a nightmare for a while. It's just like part of you. You don't understand so much of what's going on in your life. Yeah. As as a as a young teenager or uh, like 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 late in your teens, you just don't understand. And your mom is your is your first source of who you're gonna get mad at. Yeah. No, she, that's she, true. You were you were my direct line of no matter what my mood was yeah. because we were the closest. We were living in the same house. I saw you every day. We're- we're both female. We're both female. I didn't have sisters. I didn't have yeah. any. My brothers yep. were out of the house. Um, but it's just you. You were just the first person I went to with any negative emotion. I, I could have been mad at something that happened a week ago with my friends, and you were going to get it. Yeah, no, but <laughs> you know, but you know, truly, as and that's a mom, a, that's immaturity. No, no, but as a mom, take it as a backhanded compliment, really, because <laughs> because I was your person. Yeah, and and but you had your scope focused on me yeah and I had probably had my scope focused on you no you don't have to take the blame mom it's cool well well, the worst (laughs) no you weren't but but honestly I think the female connection too and seeing our own identity you know I I didn't understand my mother you didn't understand me at times your daughter won't understand you yeah you know my mom had to put on lipstick everywhere she went and I was like mom what do you why do you have to put on lipstick but you know I didn't live in her generation yeah and so So that's actually really that's a really good segue into what I was going to say did you have something else to add okay so I was just going to say a lot of people are saying um or asked or commented um I want to create a different relationship with my daughter than I had with my mom yeah and um yeah and that's hard because we're we're hardwired as each other in a lot of ways we are and also I I this this is a true this is true you will do exactly, this is not my opinion, this is, a, a, studies have been done, you will do exactly what your parents slash mother did 
raising you unless you make a conscious decision to change it. Yeah. And and I see it all the time, like I, I, in myself. You know, I'll I'll have a reaction and I'll think, oh my gosh, that was totally my mother. Yeah. And and it, it's most of that is awesome, but there's stuff you know I want to do different maybe than my mom did. Yeah. Or if or if maybe you grew up with a you know emotionally distant relationship with your yes. mom, how do how do you create that? with your child. Yes. You know, and yes. it's just like you're saying, it's just the conscious effort of like, okay, I got to take this effort. step. And if you don't know the steps, get some help. Talk to somebody. Get somebody who can help you outline those steps mm-hmm. because we don't know what we don't know. Yeah. And if we haven't had the experience in our own home and our own lives, we might not know what the next first step is yeah. to be emotionally close. What was the best advice you got as a new mom when you, when you were first raising kids? I think when I was first raising kids, I got myself so confused because I read so many parenting books mm-hmm. and they all said something different. Um, I, I used to think to myself, I wonder if any of these authors even have children, <laughs> you know, because, but, but as far as the, the best advice now that I could give to a new mom is don't worry. That number one thing, don't worry. Mm-hmm. I, I worried about everything. I worried if they brought a friend home that I didn't know. I worried if they, um, you know, I, oh, dyeing your hair back when our older kids were in high school, that was still like a kind of taboo. Like edgy. Yeah. yeah, super edgy. Like, who are you hanging around with if you yeah. want to dye your hair? You know, and so I worried about so many things. And, and so I would also say about 90% of what you worry about will never happen. <laughs> the other 10% of what you worry about are things that don't matter even yeah. after all. So the 10, the 90% is not going to happen. The 10% will happen yeah. and it doesn't matter. And it doesn't matter. Yeah. It really doesn't matter. Um, my, my dad used to say to me, um, I, I'd call him and my dad was a doctor. So I talked to him a lot. Of, you know, I always had, you know, someone had a runny nose and one of the kids or something. Anyway, and I was talking to him one day on the phone, and he, and I was telling him, you know, Sean just dumped Western oil out in the – he did that once, actually, <laughs> in the pantry, a whole thing of Western oil. Um, and I was, you know, complaining to him about something that had happened, and he said – he laughed, and he said, oh, Nance, just love them. And I thought, that is the worst advice. <laughs> You don't know what it's like. Thanks for the help, Dad. (laughs) Yeah, thanks a lot. I wanted sympathy. (laughs) But anyway, now when people ask me, I always just, I do the same thing. I laugh. I look at them and say, just love them. Yeah. It really, you know, now at this point in our lives, uh, my husband and I have talked about it so much. You know, we have nothing left in our parenting toolbox, like nothing. (laughs) We can't ground them. We can't take away their phone. We can't, you know, they're all grown up. They're all adults. But the only thing we have left is love. Mm-hmm. And the ironic part is it's the only thing that worked anyway. Yeah. I it love that. It is the only thing. I love that. Um, people asked if you were more strict with me than you were with the boys. And mm. I would say 100% opposite, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Not that okay. you... Okay. Well, we, I, I take a lot of grief for, uh, for this from the boys. <laughs> but truly, um, you know, I used to say to them, look, to the boys... Just do what I ask you to do. Then I learn to trust you and I'm not on you all the time. Yeah. You know? Well, and also what people have taken into account is that I was the youngest of eight. The youngest you of were eight. A, you're and a girl. You're a little tired. And <laughs> true. We like to say we had saddle fatigue. Yeah. By the time what Maddie does that mean? Was, have you ever heard of saddle fatigue? No. Where you ride a horse so long. I don't think I've ever ridden a horse. I know, but it's it's applicable to this. <laughs> we were tired. Yeah. We were tired. But the other part of it is truly, and I'm not saying this because I'm sitting in the room with her. 
Maddie was so responsible. And if if people think I was like a, a like a bad kid in high school, I didn't do anything rebellious. No, Maddie, literally Maddie ever. Maddie did not rebel against anything. I didn't sneak out. I didn't toilet paper in toilet paper in anybody's house. No. I didn't. I didn't even doorbell ditch. No, Maddie. I was so well, well behaved. <laughs> seriously, I I trusted Maddie so much. I would just, I knew she would come home at a decent hour, so yeah. I didn't have to set a rule. That is also the uh, the plus side of having a kid with anxiety. You know I didn't do anything dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> like, you knew I wasn't. I a- did not <laughs> want to get that anxiety treated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. You were like, let's, I'm just, just kidding. let's lower your meds a little bit. Let's get you a little more anxious. No, but it's true. But, I, but was like, true. I was like the friend, I think I've said this before, I was like the friend that if other parents knew I was going, it was going to be safe. Because totally. I did not, mess- I didn't even go to midnight movies if I had a bad, like, bad juju with that, it. No, you know? it's true. So, Maddie was so easy to raise. And that's that's me specific. Not all, not all, not all uh, children are as perfect as me, so. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it really, truly, I was way less strict with her because I didn't have to set any rules. So children, keep this in mind that if you just do what your parents say, they don't have to make rules. Yeah. Um, this was something, this is kind of a shift, but it, it was commonly, asked, I keep saying that, a bunch of people asked it, whatever, you guys know people asked it. Um, but you and I have had this conversation. It was a point of tension in our relationship. Um, like bodies, weight. Yeah. I mean, mom's commenting on your weight or, um, and I will say, I think this is generational. I think that, uh, the older generation had a very specific idea of what health bodies, you know, the body positive movement didn't exist. You know, health, health conscious, you know, there's just, there's so many different things that made it different, but I know a lot of people have had the experience where their mom comments on their way. I just want to say, you never commented on my weight. You never told me to lose weight, but it's, it was like, it was, yeah. Anyways, it was a point of conversation. We had this conversation after my body episode. You and I talked about it. We did. And you said, Maddie, I don't want you to lose weight. And I started crying and I was like. I didn't know that. I didn't know you didn't want me to lose weight. I always thought you wanted me to lose weight. And it's just, this is a really, this is a big thing that I think a lot of moms and daughters talk about. Yeah. And, you know, I think part of that too, my generation, you're right, the body positive movement did not exist. Mm -hmm. I had never even thought of that before. I, I, it did never enter my mind. Like the whole body thing. Yeah. You know, but my, you've asked me this before because I am one of those, like I've always been on a diet. I'm always like, Oh, I need to lose weight. I get a little roll around my tummy yeah. or whatever. Well, and it's always just been casual. You don't say it with, like we were saying, you don't, you're not saying it with malicious no, intent. No, but even the fact that I'm aware of it so much, it, I've realized it's a negative and, and it's, it's, I'm not shamed by it or anything. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I realize now I was always like that when you were growing up. Mm-hmm. And part of it, and I, I think you even asked me when we had this conversation, you know, what caused or why did you think about it or worry about it? Mm-hmm. Or, and and I, I don't even know. It's just like what we did. Yeah. We just were, after we had a baby, we got as skinny as we could. Yeah. We just, we did not even, I don't even know why. Yeah. No, and that's one of those things that I really do think that was just a generational thing. It's like a hairstyle. Yeah. You it, know, it's like, it was something that you guys did. You guys just got thin. You guys wanted to be as thin as possible. We're in a whole different body world now. Definitely. You know, like, it's, it's so funny because you've said, like, like, you know, I want to lose weight here or whatever. And I'm like, oh, dang, I don't want to lose weight because I don't want my butt to get smaller. And you're like, what? Like, not because you don't think it looks good or anything, no, but it's no. just you've never heard that sentence before. You yeah. didn't know that that was existing. When and people started to want 
big bottom. So I was like, you want a big bottom? Yeah. I, I never. <laughs> My mom doesn't say butt in case any of you. Bum. Yeah. So here's here's kind of what I think um, for daughters that are struggling with their mom's uh, critique of their body. Yeah. Typically, correct me if I'm wrong, it's usually because the mom has some insecurities going on. Definitely. And so we, this is where we are, this is where we're going to step in because you've been taking all the blame for things. <laughs> <laughs> on the mom's side. But I think that had I been more aware of it and more, I should have been more complimentary. I should have been more empowering to you. I should have told you what I was learning. I should have told you about this, this bot. I mean, you guys know how I feel about the body positive movement, whatever, but just that the world of um, beauty was changing, that you didn't need to lose weight, that you looked great to, to, con- be, but it's but really, Maddie, you were, you were a child, you well, were young. And well, so I can't expect that. Well, I know, but you. now, but now later in life, well, I, yeah. when I was, you know, graduated yeah, but from you high do school. That. You do that. Well, you I'm just saying all the time. I'm just saying as daughters. What did I just drop? Oh, I'm just saying as daughters. Yeah. Uh, recognize that your mom's your mom doesn't think you're ugly. Your right. mom doesn't. think no. you. It's something it's something in your mom that she hasn't made peace with in her own body. Yes. Because of the culture that she grew up in. Yes. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm totally speaking for moms. No, and, this and is for, true. But this is all but true. it's some, some expectation that she grew up with that now has changed and that we can and just. To reiterate, just have the conversation, you know, sit down and say this really, you know, it can be very triggering for a lot of girls to have their weight critiqued. It is not something to mess around with. It's not something to to snip at or anything. It is a really serious. It can lead to some really serious stuff. We can't do it to each other anymore. Yeah, we cannot, especially like for for me. I, I only care about my mom's approval. Um, oh, I didn't. I said this in our last take, so I'll just say it again. I mean, I could do anything. And if everybody thought it was cool, but my mom didn't like it, I would not do it. And vice versa. If everybody thought it was lame, but my mom thought it was cool, I would do it. And I'm just, I, we crave that acceptance from our mom. So when that is the person critiquing us, it can be so, so painful. And, and you know, I love what Maddie just said there because uh, the, the fact of just having the conversation, I think that when most mothers are worried about your weight, number one, they're not seeing boundaries. And number two, they do not know how that makes you feel. They don't. We are from a whole different like universe <laughs> in that way, mothers. Yeah. And so I, you know, if I, I wanted to say this too, and I, I don't want anyone to misunderstand this, but when you are having conversations and, and Maddie and I have like blubbered cried <laughs> when we have had conversations before, but sometimes if you can have conversations without emotion, which means without anger, without frustration, without resentment, if you can just say kind of logistically, just logistically, just say the, Say the facts of what you're feeling or say to your mother, mom, I think you look amazing. I am so proud of you. Or or if you don't think she looks amazing, that's okay too. You know, if <laughs> well, you just... And, and the other thing is that compliment things that don't, aren't about her looks. Yes. You know? And, you, and, and I think there again, it's seeing your mother as a person. Mm-hmm. Because we have a tendency to think our mothers are, are you know, indestructible. And they don't have feelings. And, you know, but if you can say to your mom, mom... These are all the wonderful things about you. And when you talk about my weight to me, it hurts me. And it makes me feel unloved and like you don't value me. Mm-hmm. And, and, and express like, I already struggle with this without anybody's critique. Yes. I'm already critiquing myself. I really need support from you yes. about this because I have a lot of, ne- you know, I've said this to you. I have a lot of negativity about my own body. I would love some, I would love if you were a source of positivity for yes, it. Yes, exactly. And and there again, just one more thing about that. 
they think they are helping you. Mm-hmm. That is the ironic twist to all this, <laughs> is that we do things. That's a sick joke of, of parenthood. <laughs> we, we, we think we are helping. Hello. I mean, so just, you know, appreciate her for trying to help. Yeah. But but say to her, this is how I feel. Yeah. And I need you to help me with you, this. You can appreciate that she's trying without letting that without letting it fly yes. without letting her degrade you yes. if you feel that it's if it's getting to that point where she's she's hurting you you don't have to say I understand where she's coming from she can say it if she wants to you can understand her and say I understand that you don't you're not you're not on the same page as me with this. Let's talk about it. Absolutely. Yeah. And 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 I do want to say, you know, that if if it is hurting you and your mom doesn't get it when you try to talk kindly to her about it and you you know, you're trying to do all of these uh, communication things to to reinforce her and to make her feel good. If she still doesn't get it, you cannot let her keep keep hurting you. Yeah. And it's so important to remember that, that no matter what relationship you are in, if someone is constantly hurting you and you cannot talk through that, then you either need to get professional help or you need to make larger boundaries. Yeah, yeah, more distant boundaries. you cannot keep getting hurt. Yeah. No matter what it is. Especially, like, and I'm just reiterating this, moms, if you're listening, like, the, the power that you hold to to help and to hurt is bigger. It's, it's more than you even know. Yeah. It's more than like, I think, I mean, and we've never, you know, we've, you and I have never dealt with anything catastrophic in our relationship. Thank goodness. Like we haven't had, you know, years without communication or anything like that. I know a lot of people do deal with it, but I don't think moms know how, how desperate we can be for just just a positive affirmation from you. You know, you know, and Maddie, you have really, I think, open my eyes to that too even when you say you like my podcast oh that means so much to me I'm like really you care what I think and and of course I know you do but when I understand the extent of it yeah it it empowers our relationship yeah and I call Maddie all the time like cracking up laughing because I've just (laughs) heard one of her podcasts yeah and and so I I, I well, think people that ask that's... people ask me that before people have been like does your mom listen does your mom like it is your mom okay with this and like I'm like I would not do this if if my mom if like if my mom wasn't on board. I'm just I'm looking through because there was another question that I wanted to get to. Um, While Maddie's looking there, I do want to just say that. Um, so I am truly I am Maddie's biggest fan in this. Uh, probably Matt and I are running a, a, a close first and second there, but you know I am so proud of her for what she's doing, and so I I really. Um, I think that it it has opened up so many avenues for communicating for she and I that that we actually like really enjoy being together. Yeah. Yeah. And when when do you think we crossed over from because I don't even think it was when I got married. When I when we crossed over from fully parent child to now now we are we are 90% friends. Yeah. You know, every yeah. now, I mean, obviously I still have, you know, parent things that I need, you know, my car broke down. I called you crying, you know, like you're still my parent in right. a lot of ways. Right. I mean, not in a lot of ways in every single way. No, but when do you think you mean, that though. came? I, I think, I think it was marriage was the first step. Yeah. But then I think even as you learned to communicate in a marriage, I think it helped yeah. me 
to communicate. And as strange as it sounds, like COVID has, like, I think even after 40 years of marriage, dad and I have learned to communicate better because we're together all the time through COVID. And I think it has just spurred on a lot of communication for us, which has healed so much. And Mm -hmm. that's the other thing I wanted to say. If there's been you know, dings in your relationship, if there's been, you know, you've gotten off the, the path sometimes and you, you've had arguments and fights and it is, you can heal that. Yeah. You can heal that somehow. Yeah. And when all is said and done, all that matters in our life is our relationships. That's it. Yeah. Nothing else matters. And so please, you know, take the time, whether it is through therapy or talking to someone mm-hmm. uh, who can help you, um, you know, I, I never want to project that that we have any kind of, you know, corner on the market here for mother-daughter relationships. We don't know. We're just feeling our way through like everybody yeah. else. Mm-hmm. But um, one more thing I, I, I did want to bring up about, uh, I think somebody asked about uh, tips about being a good mother-in-law. Oh, yeah. We're going to talk about being mother-in-law. I, yeah. I did just want to say um, a little bit about that. I don't know if I'm a good mother-in-law. I hope I am. She is. But She's, the, she is. <laughs> but the, the thing, I, I have friends who will say to me, you know, I cannot stand my daughter-in-law. Or I cannot stand this girl that my son is dating. And I'm like, are you crazy? <laughs> like, are you crazy? Yeah. Do you not want to see your grandkids? What is going or on Or your here? son. Or your son. Because he will... Choose his wife. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And I, I, I th- I've thought about this one a little bit. I, uh, Maddie, I, it might have been in our first take, Maddie talked about her sisters-in-law and if she really did love all of her si- We have, honestly, I'm so sorry out there because our boys picked the very best. <laughs> and uh, there's, I don't know, there's probably some left. But, and your daughter and picked my, the very best. And my daughter, people, <laughs> someone asked that about Matt. I could not love Matt more. Yeah. He is the most amazing human being. Yeah, but as far as daughters, uh, but as I far mean, as yeah. daughters-in-law go, you know, number one, don't ever try to act like you know your son better than them. Don't try to act like you understand their situation more than they do. Mm-hmm. They are, are now the person in his life. But I have I have friends who do that. They'll yeah. say, well, you know, he just does that sometimes, and uh, no daughter wants to hear that from yeah. her mother-in-law. Yeah, you know, but. But the other thing I was going to say is I truly have I, – I love those girls. Like, they are my daughters. Mm-hmm. And and it's easy for me to love them. Yeah. They're easy to love. So I have been lucky in that regard. I try to stay in contact with them. I don't call them like I call Maddie because I don't want to bug them. <laughs> you know, I don't mind bugging Maddie. But, <laughs> but, but really, I, I try to just always be generous with my love for them because yeah. they are – the most wonderful people. Well, and if you love if you love your child, you trust your child, you you must know that they will pick somebody who they love. Yes. You know, like they yeah, I don't yes, I don't know. Definitely that that and I think that's a big part of it too is knowing if my son loves this person, I love them. Mm-hmm. And anyway, I don't know if that's helpful yeah. but No, no, that's that's helpful. I think a lot of especially with moms uh, uh, um who have sons, it's hard to accept that there could be another woman there. It's and it's a natural in- instinct to kind of butt butt heads with them and not not bring them in and and I just think I I mean I think that's more unfortunately it's more common than it's not. I I haven't said this but I want to make sure I say this. I have a 
very lovely mother-in-law. <laughs> Matt's oh, Matt's yeah. mom is Matt's mom is like unbelievably sweet. She's proud of us. She's proud of Matt. I I couldn't love her more. She's just she I just is. realized that I didn't say anything about my mother-in-law. And you guys probably people don't even think I'm married because Matt's never on my Instagram. <laughs> I am married and I have wonderful in-laws. I just want to say that she she really is. Yeah, and both of them are okay. So some people had some questions about us specifically, and I just wanted to answer these. I don't even know how long it's been. Whatever. Um, but somebody asked us, "What is our?" What's our favorite thing to do, to do together? I was thinking about that. And yeah. that's why I decided to... Um, You're taking me on a trip? Yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? No. When I got here today, that's why I said, hey, let's give each other Wednesdays. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, but I, what do what do, what do well, you think, Well, we, we travel really well together. We do travel well together. Yeah, and we have a lot of, we have a lot of really amazing memories traveling. Yeah, before, we do. Before I was married, we had a trip. Um, well, we would always go school shopping. You know, we would always go to Vegas or California. We would have a, that's the other thing. That was um, fun. Somebody asked me if I, if I didn't like being the only girl. Or, and, and, you know, they have, they only have one daughter and they're worried about her. I just want to say this. It is the best. <laughs> I mean, obviously, it's it's my reality. You know, I didn't know what it was like to have a sister. I didn't. I couldn't compare having a sister and not having a sister, and then choose which one I liked more. But my my experience having only brothers was overwhelmingly positive. And so, I and I think my mom had that worry when I was a kid that I, I would did. want a sister. I did. Yeah. I worried about it so much. Um, yeah. Like to where it was making me sick to my stomach. Yeah. I worried so much about it. And she was the youngest. So, but you know, then one day, Dale, my husband said, you know, Nancy, our quota is seven to one. You know, we'd probably get seven more boys. How do you know you'd even have a girl? Yeah. And so that was obviously a concern. Yeah. But, but also just the fact that Maddie didn't have a sister, I, I worried about that. But, you know, I, I really think, truly looking back on it now, and I think Maddie would agree. It has made Maddie who she is. Oh, totally. Maddie is a really strong woman, and and but she's so um, she's quick and she's uh, she's funny, obviously, but she's so intelligent and she's so good with people. She's always been really good with people like that, and you know she she comes in a room and she is a presence. You know she oh, just really stop, no, I'm Mom. serious. And I told Matt this when she, when you guys were getting married. He she just is, and I think a lot of that comes from standing her ground as the only daughter yeah and and the only girl and the only sister and and just you know i i I really am so grateful that she had the experience of growing up with all brothers yeah no and i am too and i just whenever people say oh i have you know i have four boys and i just have one girl and you know did you like you know they're always kind of like is it is is she gonna be okay and i'm always like it's going to be perfect. Yeah. She's going to love it. Yeah. She's going to love it. It's going to be the best. And, you know, she'll have sisters-in-law. And what's better is that the the mom who's worrying about it, I'm like, you're going to have the best relationship with her. Because yeah. you're going to need each other more than ever. Yeah, you really do. Yeah. But, um, but we were talking about things that we've done together. So that's the thing is that I always got to – I always got – I mean, and it's probably given me a complex because I always got to do things on my own. You know, when we were doing clothes shopping, I got to go by myself. You know, I got to yeah. go with just my mom or – um, when all my older brothers were married, I was the last – one to, well, almost the last one to get married, but all my brothers were out of the house. And, you know, I got to go on, you know, when my dad would travel for work or something, I get got to go. You know, yeah. things like that that made yeah. me feel really – that I had a lot of really good quality time with you guys and especially with you, Mom. But, um, yeah, we like to travel. I mean, we've we always – like we're, we're both moviegoers. We both love movies. Yep. Any yep. play. You and I both love a good play. Yeah. Um, yep. Food. That's true. 
food. Treats. We love food. We love, uh, yeah, when you're t- saying about traveling, I, yeah. I think that we had so many great years together of uh, of Maddie. I, I think about me, you, and Dad in a hotel room. Like, yeah. how many times? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in no, how many all the time. places? All, all the time. All over the place. I got, and I remember you guys one time... Uh, I was in the I was in the car and you guys were talking about something that you two were going to do and I was like, wait, why why are you not inviting me? And you were like, well, I didn't think you wanted. It's just us going. It's just me and Dad. And I'm like, wait, I get I have seven siblings. I have had 15 years of not doing anything by myself, and now I get to do it all alone. It's the best. I I want to go. You know. I, I think sometimes still. Oh, yeah. Don't you feel like that? Like, yeah. Oh, just you two are going? Yeah. <laughs> like, really, we had so many fun times. But Maddie and I did have, we had a blast traveling. Yeah. But it was, but we, yeah, but we, that's the thing. It was that it was, we had some really bad fights. Some really bad we fights. We did. We did. And, but I think it, we, we learned a lot from that. What do you think? So somebody asked, what do you think the most common thing was that we fought about? Clothes. Yeah. Clothes. Shopping. Shopping. And, uh. Do you think? Yeah. And like. Uh, I'm trying to think. It's like there's almost not a topic because we just fought about so many different things. I think we fought about things that I didn't understand you were feeling. (laughs) Yeah. Somebody asked us what the birds and the bees conversation looked like for us. Uh, I will. I I will. If we have one, I will. I will take this uh, this blame. We did not have one. Not because my mom didn't try. (laughs) She tried many a time. I remember so many times plugging my ears and screaming like stop <laughs> talking to me so but that was that was maybe the one time that it that uh having no other females in the house really yeah. sh- really shook us yeah that was thankfully we had a neighbor yeah Allie. uh-huh yeah who was um kind of our liaison <laughs> <laughs> yeah and we, she was kind of our go-between she was older she was in high school yeah maddie really looked up to her she'd babysit so she stuff, had yeah. a little bit of uh power with maddie that i didn't have <laughs> yeah but and, that was yeah no and it was not i i don't know it was just like i think that was the time that i didn't like i felt very separate from my siblings because yeah. they obviously could not relate in any way i was i had a lot of embarrassment i didn't want to you know i didn't want anybody to know i had a period it was like yeah. it was so but it was just i i mean obviously if i could go back i mean now we're talking about it on podcast who yeah. cares but back then i didn't know that it was an okay thing to talk about yeah you know you know i i just want to interject something here because you you just spurred something in me that uh when you were talking about embarrassment you know if I were to run a movie back in my head of you as a child, I would. I can never remember a time I thought, "Oh, she's embarrassed." And so it it is. I think the misunderstanding yeah. of emotions that sometimes we had. Yeah. Like, had I known the feeling you were feeling was embarrassment and not anger. Yeah. You know. Well, that, well, my. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead and finish. No, I. I was just going to say that I, I think it all the more reason about the communicating, and I know it's. You know, I know we need to communicate, but but truly just even being able to discern feelings, if you can break those down, because I wasn't super good at discerning Maddie's feelings because she was my only daughter. And to but to be able to say to myself, I wonder what it is she's feeling yeah. right now instead well, of she's just mad. Totally. And and I feel like my personality type, I typically when I'm feeling an overwhelming, um, like when publicly I'm feeling something negative i usually either go the humor route or the anger route yeah i mean i've i've kind of made peace not made peace with that i've um I'm I'm a lot different now that I'm older. But yeah. like in high school when I was um embarrassed or scared, I was I would either make a joke or I would be really mad at everybody. And yeah. I didn't know how to find the the middle ground of just saying, 
hey, I'm actually, I'm feeling really anxious about this. You know, yeah. like in high school when I would hang out with my friends and I would feel anxious about something, I didn't know how to say, I'm actually, I'm really nervous and yeah. I don't know about that. But I would just be like, we're not going. We're not doing that. That's so stupid. Yeah. And I, and you got the, the most extreme version yeah, of that. Yeah, but you know what, Maddie? Just so you know, we all struggle with that still, oh, yeah. even at this age. Yeah. You know, I have trouble getting my my 90 year old mother to <laughs> tell me what she's really yeah. feeling. Yeah. And, and so I, I think we all throughout our life, it's something we have to give enough effort to that. And, and just to be able to be honest enough with ourselves to say, what am I really feeling? I, I always felt like anger is never, there's always, it, it, it's, there's always something behind it. Yeah. Yeah. Shame, embarrassment, something. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. so, um, somebody, just the last thing that I want to end on is that, um, Somebody said, what is the best thing to do to stay close as adults um, now that we're both adults? And, um, well, what do you think? You go first. Um, well, I think, um, you know, one, a, a typical one to say would be spending time together, which is true, but also uh, giving each other boundaries. Yeah. And, and I think for Maddie, Maddie and Matt live about 30 minutes from us. Mm-hmm. And you know, they have, they kind of have their own little space. And I love that. I think that's been really good for our relationship. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? No, it's totally. To have, to have some space. Yeah. Um, the other thing I think is just uh, not being afraid to talk. Yeah. I think also, you know, not being afraid to talk, but also being willing to listen. Because I think, I don't know, I, I, I was thinking about this this morning about how Maddie is one or maybe the only person that always hears me uh-huh. like you're saying even in a text if I write a text to the group you 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 hear me I hear that language yeah, yeah you know what I mean yeah and I think it's learning uh we talk about love languages a lot in marriages and you know all this stuff I think that it's just true for everybody also I just want to plug this right here you you and your mom should do the um Enneagram Everybody should do that. Matt and oh, I did it. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, kind of figuring out your mom's love language because yeah. hers might be she needs you to call her, you know, and just check in and just a quick I love you. You yeah. know, she might need that. She might need you to go spend a couple hours with her. She might need you to remember her anniversary. She might need, you know, things that everybody feels like receives love differently. Everybody feels more fulfilled in different ways. Yeah. And it's not always ours. Obviously, I've learned that being married, you know, Matt and I don't have the same reactions to things we do for each other. Yeah. And uh, I, I don't know. It's just true. Like you, you know, Definitely. I, I could live halfway across the world but if i was calling you you would not feel hurt totally but, but if i um but some some moms well and the, the thing is is that uh you have to keep your boundaries if your mom's you know love language quote unquote is that you need to spend a lot of time with her but that doesn't fit in with your life that's just a conversation you need to have so that you're fulfilling that relationship in some other way yeah definitely and yeah. And, and i think too that uh hold on what was i just gonna say what did you just say Mm, love language calling um, receiving oh yeah yeah i i think that um i think that just uh a a little view into mothers the the fact is that when your children when my children when they grow up and they become adults and they leave home one of the probably most um unnecessary feelings that we feel but it is very real and very true is we are afraid we're going to be forgotten Mm mm-hmm We're afraid our kids are not going to think of us anymore or remember us because things have changed and they've shifted under our feet. We don't really know what's ahead. And so I'm, I I always like when, when my kids call me, I'm like, oh my gosh, they're calling me. Yeah. It, it, It feels so good because that means to me, they thought of me. Yeah. 
And so, um, it, yeah, I, I think there again, talk talk to each other and say, what do you need? Yeah. What do you need? Because yeah. I want to give you what you need. And, and I need I and this is what I need. Yeah. Yeah. And then having it obviously the bound. I mean, we just boundary, boundary, boundary. We right. keep saying it. But it's important because, you, you, you know, some moms love languages are like, well, move in with me and let me control everything. Yeah, no, totally. But then <laughs> you know? that's why the importance of the reciprocal need. Like you tell me what you need. Well, I need you to move in with me. Well, I need boundaries. Yeah. <laughs> well, so... I need to not live with you. <laughs> but if you can. Both... My love language is not living with you. <laughs> <laughs> but if you can both say what you need yeah. and come to an agreement yeah you can just build this relationship yeah from here on and um oh dang it i was gonna end with something i totally forgot what it was let me see okay well one thing i I gotta plug my oh oh we didn't even talk about this no that's okay oh my gosh okay so let me let me give a little intro so i said this in um in the post i did about my mom my mom's a clifton strengths coach so she's you know she's trained in uh you know teaching people and and um administering like this Tess, what, what would you yeah, say? Yeah, yeah. So Clifton Strengths. Um, honestly, when my kids grew up and moved out and moved on with their old lives, um, <laughs> I started going through this kind of a phase of what do I do now? I know I still have more to give the world. What is it? And I uh, found out about something called Clifton Strengths. It is actually such an amazing. There's so many different personality tests and stuff out there, but this is more than that. This is a tool that we can all use to find what we are the best at. Mm-hmm. You know, people who um, uh, focus on what they're good at, they say they there's something like 80% more likely to say they have uh, a happier life. Mm-hmm. Um, this is about not focusing on what you aren't so good at. It's about taking what you are really good at. Like, I think one of Maddie's top strengths is woo. Yeah. And so woo means uh, winning others over. It's just a natural gift that Maddie has. She uh, she is the center of energy in a room. And and so when you, when you are working within your strengths, when you are using your woo, you are going to be happier. You're going to feel more authentic. You're going to just um, have more, you're going to be more productive. You're going to be able to work longer and more intensely there's so many benefits to it so anyway what i am doing is i'm working with women uh particularly i am working with a couple of teams and a couple of businesses but i'm working particularly with women mostly women who have experienced some of the things i have about having their children leave home and trying to figure out now what is next for them in their life yeah and so this will tie this ties into our podcast because typically they just fall back into over parenting Yes. Yeah. Yes, exactly. But if if you um, know that you have, which we all do, we all have more to give. We are not, um, you know, we're still young. We still have so much to give in our lives. Um, We need to find out what we're good at. We need to find out how to create our own lives now. Because it's one thing I've realized about not over-parenting is that I have to find my life. And, And I gave my life to raising my children for so long. But my kids even say this. My kids are my best cheerleaders. They'll say, Mom, you've got to find something that's yours like that. And so this is what I'm doing. I'm trying to help other women too. And Maddie and I are actually working together and kind of collaborating on a couple of ideas. Mm -hmm. My Instagram is Nancy Murphy Coaching. Yeah. So pretty much, I just want to, sorry, I just want to say this really quick. So so it'll be this thing um, that you'll, you'll take this test and then my mom is trained in all of the all of the different strengths, and so she can go over it with you and kind of what it means to implement it in your life and yes. the things that are lower on your strengths list. They're not. I like that you say this. They're not weaknesses. Right. They're things that get in the way of your 
of your uh, strengths. Yeah. If you're focusing on the wrong thing, you are not working at full capacity. Yeah, exactly. And so, so it's cool. So we're going to, so follow her on Instagram. And then if you, if you want to email her, there's an email button in there. But yeah, you and I are going to figure out something to do together because I think, yeah, just a kind of community of moms and daughters doing stuff. And and women and women (laughs) in general. Um, Yes, definitely. So follow me on Instagram and mothers. And if this, if you're a daughter, talk to your mom too and and tell her you know i i am i i love working with mothers who are going through these things to help them find fulfillment in their life yeah and um so anyway that's basically what we're doing and uh yeah it it is it's an assessment it's a short assessment you take but yeah. uh, oh oh yeah and the one thing i wanted to mention too is that we we not just do the assessment and then I can help you understand your strengths. I can help you set goals and we can work together on you finding your life, finding who you are, yeah. finding what's next, naming your next chapter. Yeah. Love that. Love that for you, Thank Mom. Thank you. Love it. Thanks for doing this. Yeah, it's been so fun. And Seriously, when I first started the podcast, I was like, okay, we got it. I wanted to figure out the perfect topic, the perfect everything to have you on. And uh, yeah, love you. Yeah, it's been so much fun. Maddie, thanks for having me. Love you. Love you too. Okay. Uh, remember to follow me on Instagram at The Bad Broadcast. Uh, rate and review. Yeah, I think that's all. That's Be good. safe. Wear a mask, wear sunscreen, wear your (laughs) seatbelt. Love each other. Love each other. (laughs) 